Welcome to the Mastering Mindfulness Institute, a place to stop diet sabotage and create a life of balance. I'm your host, Gina Werfel, registered dietitian and master of human nutrition. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome back. Today I want to talk about why does it sometimes feel like we're being controlled by an external force, kind of like a puppet, where we really swear that we're not going to eat a certain food, but then all of a sudden it feels like you're a robot and something is driving you. You have no willpower and a food craving comes on. What is that? Why do we actually not have control? Do we just need more discipline? Do we just need more willpower? Should we shame ourselves more? Should we beat ourselves up? What's the deal with that? Once I understood what was actually happening, the science, the mechanisms of what my body was doing, I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. I no longer had guilt and shame over not feeling like I had control over my food. And I actually became really empowered in knowing What is it that I need to do? What is it that my body is really needing? And it was so cool because understanding it really gave me my power back. So I wanna break it down for you so that you actually understand it's no longer a secret. For whatever reason, nobody's talking about this and it seems crazy to me because it's basic science of how your body works. But for whatever reasons, for whatever reason, um, diets actually just set you up to continue to create that trigger and to create that, um, set you up for that situation where you're feeling like you're being controlled by something else. And no one's talking about how do we actually just learn what our bodies are doing and take back control over it. Don't really know why. It's actually pretty solid science that I wanna share with you. So I really hope that today, you feel inspired by understanding what your body is doing. You feel a little bit more love and compassion for maybe why you got there. If you are, if you've been shaming yourself for a really long time for not having control, not feeling like you have been in charge of your food and it feels really frustrating. So I really hope that this episode today just allows you to feel a lot more empowered in knowing what is happening, knowing that it's not your fault, that it's actually just science of this really amazing mechanism that our body has for a purpose. And then it'll give you some more tools and ideas of what do you really need to do so you can get out of those really frustrating cycles. So let's talk about what are food cravings? Why do we have them? Why do some people have them stronger than others? So there are different reasons for food cravings. I don't wanna say that this is the one and only reason, but there it's basically your body telling you that you need energy, that you need food, you need calories, you need something. And sometimes this can happen when hormones shift. Sometimes hormones will drive us to eat. Sometimes we actually need more calories. Um, Or sometimes, Sometimes there can be a neurotransmitter imbalance or there can be genetic influences, but those are very small or rare occurrences where most people actually, when they have a food craving or they're feeling like they're being controlled like a puppet and they're eating what they didn't really want to eat or didn't plan to eat, 
it's actually because their fight or flight system is being turned on. So we have, our bodies are amazing. Like they're so amazing. As much as it's frustrating that it feels like a struggle to lose weight, our bodies are so amazing. They are built with this, um, function to be able to keep us alive for survival. So what your body will do is when you when you perceive that there is some kind of a threat or a stress or some sort of a threat to your survival, it could be a pain, it could be a stress, it actually activates a different area of your brain. So normally when you're just resting, you're fine, your body feels safe, maybe you're in a really great space, you're calm, you're chill, um, that's your prefrontal cortex working in your brain. Now your prefrontal cortex's job is to allow you to make good decision-making. You can think very rationally. You're like, yeah, I can lose weight. I, I'm gonna eat the salad today. So have you ever noticed like when you're in a really good space, it's really easy to lose weight um, or it's really easy to maybe not just lose weight, but you don't have as many cravings. It's easier to eat the salad. It's easier to make that healthy choice. You have really good willpower and your prefrontal cortex allows you to have that decision making and have good willpower. And so this is only when you are in a space where you feel calm, you feel safe. Now, when your brain gets the information that there is a stress, it actually activates a different area of your brain, and that is your fight or flight brain. It's called your amygdala. Now your amygdala's job was there for protection and survival. It, it was created out of the time when we really needed it for protection and survival. So maybe if there was um, not a lot of food around and there was weather that wasn't very good or there was uh, wild animals and we needed a quick energy so that we could run from those wild animals or we didn't know when we'd get food again and it was very stressful. During those times, our bodies would sense that there is a stress or a threat to our survival or a pain that really could be a threat. And so it activated the amygdala and that all of a sudden becomes priority. It's like, okay, let's move this up. This is number one. It's no longer about losing weight. It is now about keeping this human alive. So even though we fast forward to today, we don't, I, we're typically not running from wild animals and, you know, we typically don't have this as much of a threat to our survival as maybe a caveman would. But what we do have is the interpretation of stress. So it might just be that you have had an emotionally hard day. It could be that you are bored. Boredom is a stress to the mind. It could mean that it could be that you're really tired and you don't have enough energy. It could be that whatever you're experiencing is really uncomfortable or painful. It could be physical pain. It could be emotional discomfort. It could be that you're even just really busy and you are on like this high alert, go, go, go state that is revving up your fight or flight system. So even though there is not actually a threat to your survival, your body is interpreting it as it is. And it was interesting. I used to tell this to one of my students because we measured her stress hormones. We did a lab test. We measured her stress hormones and her stress hormones were through the roof high, extremely high, very, very high. When I looked at her results, I said, this is a body who is interpreting whatever's happening in your life as a major threat to your survival. Like high threat. It is like you are in fight or flight. You're, it's like your body is trying to dump stress hormones into your bloodstream in order to keep you alive. And she would say, I, I don't understand what you mean. Fight. Why would I be in fight or flight? That doesn't resonate with me. I'm not 
in a survival mode. I just have a lot going on and I'm really busy and I'm stressed. And, and I said, you know, I know that to you, that doesn't feel like a threat to your survival, but your body actually interprets that stress. It doesn't really matter if it's actually a threat to your survival or you're just really overwhelmed. Your brain is interpreting that as a threat to your survival and it activates your fight or flight system. That is its job. So just don't underestimate. Some people are like, yeah, that that couldn't be it because I live a great life or yeah, I'm struggling, but I'm fine. Or I have kids or I'm busy, but you know, everything is fine. That, that couldn't be what I'm struggling with. And it was really eye opening for me too. When I was at the, when I was really at the peak of my struggles and my challenges, and I was really going through it when I, when I was really having a hard time, I also tested my cortisol levels and they were extremely high. And so my food cravings were so revved up and I got to see it on paper that like, oh, this makes sense. My body is under so much stress that my food cravings are revved up. So I want to break down why that happens. So your brain interprets there's a stress, prefrontal cortex shuts down, your amygdala takes over in your brain. That's the fight or flight brain. Now, when that fight or flight brain turns on, uh, it actually releases your stress hormone cortisol. So what happens is your heart rate is higher, blood pressure increases, and its job is to keep you alive. So blood will start flowing away from your gut into your muscles, like your legs, your arms, so that if you had to run from a wild animal, you could easily run. And so that shuts down digestion. So if you get really stressed and you get a lot of bloating or your digestion isn't very good when you're in that state, you you will notice, uh, you might might notice that it's because you're in a stress response. Now, also during that time when your body is preparing to run from this wild animal or preparing to pay your bills, what happens is your body is driven to seek food. It is your body's instincts, like a tiger or an animal or whatever it is, but you need energy for survival. Now, some people get so stressed that they actually completely shut off all cravings and all hunger. That can happen too. But for a lot of us, we actually deal with (laughs) um, stress actually triggers cravings because your body is seeking energy for survival so that you could run from a wild animal and there's probably a lot of discomfort happening. So it's a very pleasurable experience at, at the same time. So you're going to start seeking things like sugar, carbs, things that when you eat them, it turns into glucose or quick energy very fast. So it's really good for running, sprinting. So that's why we tend to crave sugar and carbs. It's very palatable and it gives us a really quick energy. So your amygdala, even if you want to lose weight and you don't want to eat the carbs, Your amygdala is, its job is to say, let's shut down all willpower. We need to be in charge here to keep this human safe. So it is actually like something else is controlling your decisions like a puppet and you feel like you're being manipulated and you're like, what the heck? I swear. It's actually like you're being manipulated. It's pretty wild. And as much as it can be frustrating and we shame ourselves, it is for your protection. Everybody's body has it. Not everybody is a victim to it. Some people know how to regulate their stress hormones and their nervous system. And so that is what I like to teach. So if you are in this state 
where your body feels like there's a threat to your survival, you're really stressed. And then on top of that, you're like, well, I'm gonna restrict my calories, I'm gonna give myself more food rules, what happens? You actually further trigger that stress response because your body is like, not only are we stressed, there's a threat to our survival, but now you're taking away food even more. You're further keeping my survival away from me because we know that food is a major, one of the major, major pieces that keep us safe and feeling like, you know, we're, we're safe. So you're further going to drive that stress response. And then it's basically like your brain is throttling down on the gas and saying, let's go. We really have to drive this human to eat more food for more protection. We need to control her, him, whatever, even more. So if you ever feel like when you were in that controlled response and then you tried to even restrict more and you tried to give yourself more rules and all of a sudden you swung the other way and you were just fully binging or you were eating, eating even more, then it's like, what the heck, the harder I try, the worse off I am. This would explain that mechanism. It's that when you are in a fight or flight state and then you remove your food, you're actually even putting yourself in more of a fear fight or flight state. So this is where the strategy comes in. So if you want to stop beating your head against a wall, it's not about giving yourself more rules necessarily. I understand if you want to change the way that you're eating, you want to eat healthier, you might want to lose weight. That's okay. You can do that, but I want to help you do it in a way that's actually more strategic because if you're not teaching your body to calm down, to be more resilient in your environment, then what's going to happen is you're fighting your body's instincts and guess which one wins? Your body's instincts. It's not your desire or your willpower to lose weight eventually. So so what, what we want to do is actually, number one, it's okay. We can choose to eat healthier. We can actually choose to eat less or lose weight. We also can keep our environment the same because I know that some of you are like, great, how am I going to change my stressful environment? I can't just get rid of my kids or I can't just quit my job and go live on the beach. You know, this all sounds great, but I can't eliminate my stress. And so I really understand that, but it is... How do you take the information around you and not interpret it as a threat to your survival? So instead of um, instead of trying to focus on restriction and shaming and bashing yourself and more willpower, more intensity, instead we want to pause and we want to come into a place of curiosity. Where am I? What, what does it feel like in my body when my stress hormones are revved up? Where am I clenching my jaw, clenching my back? Where am I not breathing? Where am I letting stress hormones take over my body and actually interpret this as a threat to my survival? And so when I shifted and I started learning how to teach my body to be safe, my cravings would naturally come down because my body wasn't trying to eat food for survival. I was actually just eating a lot more, which is not, not eating a lot more, but I was eating more when I was just hungry versus just constant cravings all day long. I mean, I had constant cravings all day long. I was trying to chew gum. I was trying to drink water. I was trying to do all the things to pass the time, but my stress hormones were revved up so high. It was just pulling me to food like a magnet. 
And so it became so much easier when I stopped being so angry and shaming myself and respecting this beautiful mechanism in my body that it is my body's instincts like an animal to try to keep me safe. And so I began meditation. I began breathing with my body. I started to notice how uncomfortable I was meditating and noticing my body because there were stress hormones there. There was a lot of discomfort. But because I became so intimate with that discomfort, I saw how much I never realized I was running from that discomfort by using food. And so becoming intimate with it, learning how to properly breathe, learning how to connect with my body and teach my body. And what I would do is actually wrap my hands around my body and tell my body like, body, you're safe. You are safe. And then noticing how my body responds and retraining that behavior. So if you're wondering what are cravings, why am I getting this? Why does it feel like I'm being controlled? Instead of feeling angry and shameful, what if we change the question? Why is my fight or flight system activated right now? What does that mean? Why is it activated? Let me get curious with that. What does my body need? What does my heart need, my soul need, my emotions need? What am I truly craving to let my body know that we're safe? And then it becomes easier. We get that prefrontal cortex working again and we can be in charge of our food choices. Then, then maybe you eat healthy, maybe you choose not to, but you are in choice. So there can be a lot of respect and reverence for our food cravings and for when it feels like we're being controlled because it's your body saying this human needs to survive right now. So the question could be, where in your life are you trying to survive? And what is it that you are really needing? So I hope this gives you some more ideas, some more thoughts, a little more compassion, a little bit love for where you're at on your journey. In the Mastering Mindfulness Institute, this is what we work on. We don't work on willpowering our way through food and saying no and fighting it and battling it. We actually just work on getting to know our nervous system more and calming it and loving it and creating safety. And just trust me, when you commit to this journey, it's so much easier. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and feel free to check out the Mastering Mindfulness Institute if it's calling to you and I'll see you next time.